Hi, and welcome to the Young Hearts for Missions podcast. I'm your co-host, Bethany. I'm your co-host, Elisa. And I'm your co-host, Anna. We are three young women who are passionate to see God worshipped among all the nations. Our goal is not to tell you what you should and should not do or believe, but we invite you to journey with us as we discover God's heart for the nations. We hope you join us on this journey. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Young Hearts for Missions podcast, episode eight. Today, we are interviewing our friend, Dan. Hey, guys. <laughs> um, so one of the questions that we really like to ask our guests on this podcast is, do you prefer beaches or mountains? Oh, man. Uh, that's actually a pretty pretty easy answer for me I hate sand so um, by default I'd have to say mountains but mm-hmm. I like the idea of oceans or beaches mm-hmm. yeah I don't like sand either <laughs> sand is so nice <laughs> <laughs> okay maybe let's go on to the next question <clears throat> so then how did you get involved in missions um I I guess my involvement with missions probably goes back to when I first became a Christian. So I was led to the Lord um, by someone who was a missionary. They were in the United States at that time on a home assignment, but from a very early point in my Christian life, I think was just highly exposed to missions, would hear stories from the field, would just kind of get that that missionary perspective, um, especially for this guy and his family, um, why they were doing what they were doing, what compelled them to do it. And so, yeah, it was, it was on my mind a lot. I became a Christian when I was 17. So then when I went to college, I got involved in a campus ministry that I would say was also pretty missions minded, missions focused. So just through involvement with that campus ministry, had the opportunity to do a couple like summer missions trips. And I think that just, that pressed that exposure even further into my life. Yeah, so what has, what has or what does missions look like in your context? Yeah, so my family and I, we've been here, as you guys know, for about four years and what drew us to this place so we're at the university of illinois which is a big 10 university in central illinois um what drew us to this place which at first glance doesn't feel like a very you know like missions traditional missions location kind of just tucked into the cornfields here but what's unique about this campus in particular is that um over the last decade, um, even beyond that, there has been a steady year by year increase in the international student population. Mm -hmm. So to the point where kind of the all time high happened uh, fall 2019. So the last couple of years has been obviously affected by COVID, but fall 2019, kind of the all time high, there was close to 13,000 international students. representing, I think it was like 112 or 113 different countries. So yeah, just a really unique place. Um, 
So our mission's involvement here looks like uh, leading um, a small church called International Church, where we reach out to the international students and invite them into this, into that church setting. <clears throat> Wow. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, what has what have been some of your highs and lows of your mission experience, even like when you were in college or even right now? Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I would say for I should also say like part of my uh, missions background too was uh, spent spending a year in Northwest China right out of college, um, just kind of on a on a one year commitment sort of thing. And in that setting, we were doing campus ministry. So we were all students on a college campus doing campus ministry, but primarily focused um, and part of a like a larger, longer term team. Um, and so our team's focus was church planning among kind of the Muslim peoples in, in Northwest China. And I think some of the um, some of the highs in my missions experience, I would say, uh, is at, at different points and at different seasons, just experiencing um, a greater depth in my in my intimacy with God, in my in my walk with Him, and I think that was in large part through. Um, I'm thinking about that year in China. I think that intimacy or that depth was in large part due to an increased sense of just neediness or helplessness. Um, remember many times in that year in Northwest China, just feeling so like, um, clueless or, or hopeless or confused, um, language barriers, cultural barriers, um, lack of fruit, difficult, like living circumstances and all of those things kind of mixed together into and created this dependency that I don't know that like I've ever experienced it to the same to the same degree but so that sounds like it should be a low but I think out of that there was a closeness to God that that for sure was um was a high when I think of it I think more recently some some other highs kind of in this setting here in Champaign at the U of I um anytime we get to baptize someone that, that is a high, just, you know, when they're standing up there, um, sharing their testimony of how they came to know the Lord publicly declaring their faith in Jesus. And then, um, and then taking that step to, you know, visibly proclaim and physically, you know, symbolically display through baptism, what, what God did in their hearts through Christ. I think, um, some lows of my missions experience would be, I mean, I guess some of the lows, like I was already saying, bled into the highs, but yeah, I think, you know, missions is <clears throat> hard because a lot of the places where there's the greatest missions need are and end up being, you know, some of the most difficult places to live in. Um, lack of resources, hardness of hearts and the people that, that, um, you're ministering to, um, opposition to the gospel and then, you know, the language, cultural stuff. And I think some of those 
cross-cultural stressors also can cause in missions teams a lot of interpersonal conflict. And so that unfortunately was also like a big part of my my year abroad overseas, um, team conflict. Um, just, I think you expect your team to be um, kind of a source of constant encouragement and hope and refuge and safety. And it is, they were at, at many points, but they, those relationships also um, at, at other points are really hard and really difficult too. <clears throat> what did your team do when um, you face conflict together? Uh, I think we, I think we learned how to handle conflict better as the year, as the year went on. I think early, early on, you know, we were all, we we're all used to being in these settings where like, if you have conflict with friends, um, in the country where you're from, um, there's a, there's a sense in which you can kind of avoid them. You know, there's other people around, there's other friends that you can make, but in the setting where we were at, there were, um, so few like other Westerners, people who spoke English, as well as hardly any other Christians. And so it was almost like if there was conflict, you, we learned like you had to face it because your team was um, in many cases, the only source of community or fellowship that you could have. So I think, I think for us, we all learned and how to just um, not, not hang on to things. Like if someone did something that, that hurt us um, or confused us, not to let that fester in our hearts and grow into a bigger thing, but kind of have those resolution conversations sooner when they're easier to manage and, and just kind of nip it in the bud before it grows into anything bigger or uglier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How would you say your spiritual gifts have played a role in missions? Okay. Yeah, this is, uh, I, so I'm one of those people who have like always struggled to know what my spiritual gifts are. Um, for sure. I've taken like, you know, spiritual gifts surveys or things like that. And I think maybe, I think now that like the older I get, the more of like a hunch I get into what my spiritual gifts are, but I, it's something where I feel like it still can't, you know, really say with confidence or definitiveness, like, other, like others can. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that we can often use spiritual gifts as a, almost as like a, like a hindrance um, to keep mm -hmm. us into serving serving in any capacity, let alone missions. But I think we can be guilty of like waiting for the right opportunities to come our way, opportunities that we may feel like fit our gifts or, or maybe we think we have a certain set of gifts that we like really want to exercise. And so we say no to other opportunities or we you know, aren't as maybe open as I think we could be or, or even should be. Um, and I think that I'm learning that it is actually often while we are serving, while we are doing um, 
and stepping into the, the places where there's opportunity, where there is need, um, as we're serving, um, I think that the active service, the actual doing of stuff is one of the big ways that God shows us and reveals to us our spiritual gifts. Um, maybe it's, you know, doing something that you would have never thought you were gifted at, um, never would have wanted to do, but as you step into it, um, you realize, wow, you know, this is, this is something that suits me much better than I would have ever thought. Or maybe as you're serving other people say, Hey, like you're actually a really good teacher. Have you ever considered like teaching to be one of your spiritual gifts? Um, and so, yeah, like what, you know, how do spiritual gifts play a role in missions? I think they for sure have a role, but I think for a lot of people, um, the first step is not really thinking, you know, how do my gifts align with these opportunities, but just to ask, Hey, what opportunities are out there? Lord, what do you, what do you want me to step into in the, and then just going, um, even if it feels uncomfortable, even if it doesn't feel like it aligns with who you think you are, um, I think you might be surprised how, and God can still use you, even change you, and certainly through that reveal um, some of the more specific ways that He's wired you and created you. What's <clears throat> any specific way which you never knew God would use you, but then He did? What? Sorry, could you say that again? Yeah. Was there any specific way in which? Um, you never thought God would use you in that way, but then he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that, okay, so like I've, I've never like considered myself to be a good like teacher. Um, I don't like love public speaking. I don't like feel like a very, you know, eloquent person um and so but even in spite of that there there are times when like if you know if i've taught a bible study or preach a sermon where um anytime someone comes up to me afterwards and says you know hey what you said there was really encouraging and the lord used that i'm always so surprised like genuinely surprised and almost like sinfully skeptical like i don't believe them which is my own problem, but, um, and it always seems to like occur in those teaching moments when I feel like, when I feel like I've totally blown it or screwed up or like, you know, think, oh, that wasn't very good. And then it just seems like it's often during those moments where, where it seems like the Lord may have actually, you know, used what I said in someone's life. Yeah, oh, that's so encouraging. Um, yeah. I guess, yeah, our, our last question, we, this is a podcast mainly for like young people who are interested in missions. So do you have some like advice for those who are interested? Maybe they're in, I don't know, in their like college years or high school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think far and away, you know, the best advice I could get give for anyone but young people in particular who are interested in missions is um get involved in a local church right now where you're at 
kind of going, going kind of in line with that spiritual gifts question. You know, if you're, if you're a young person and you're in college and you're thinking about missions, thinking about how God might use you in missions, um, I don't think there's any better way to get a clear sense of God's calling in your life than to plug into a, a good local church, one who, you know, teaches the Bible, preaches the gospel, loves Jesus, loves people, um, one with elders and older folks who can walk alongside you and just see you in action, see you serving, and who can then start to identify and affirm gifts or, you know, ways that God is using you or could use you. Um, yeah, I just, I think that, you know, um, the greatest training that anyone can have toward missions is just actively serving and being a part of a good local church. That's very wise. <laughs> Thank you for the advice. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I think we're all involved in a Christian fellowship or church. <laughs> yeah. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're one step closer. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Dan, for yeah, just joining us today, um, sharing with us your experience. Um, yeah, let's close your prayer. All right. God, I thank you. Um, yeah, that you invite us into um, your mission of glorifying you a lot. I thank you for how you've used Dan um, and his family to bring glory to you. Um, thank you that uh you use whatever gifts you have given us um, even in our weaknesses a lot you are able to draw people toward you so i just pray um for ourselves for uh, our listeners that if uh, are considering to be involved more in a church i pray for wisdom i pray that all of us will be able to uh, find that um, good christian community um to be mutually encouraging to each other um, yeah, I just pray that uh, we continue to bless the ministry in Champaign Urbana. Um, thank you for people that you've um, brought to you, Lord, and just pray that um, more will come to know you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. And that is all for episode eight. Um, don't forget to follow us on all of our social media accounts. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and I, oh, I always forget. I think we're on Twitter. Maybe not. Yeah. Oh, yes, that's a new naughty. Okay, so I think we're also on Twitter. Um, so, yeah, and then we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.